Welcome to the Center in the City podcast. I'm your host, Wade Brill, and during this series, I'll be interviewing various thought leaders, wellness experts, and humans on how they practice sustainable self-care and mindfulness. We'll get real and raw, talk about the light and the shadow side of self-care and mindfulness, and how we can actually stay centered amid the chaos and the hustle and bustle of our modern day world. So settle in and get centered. This podcast episode is brought to you by Centered in the City, a virtual on-demand self-care and mindfulness platform with over a hundred different meditations, journaling prompts, nourishing recipes, and Pilates flows, all designed to support you feeling calm, focused, and energized as you live your life in this modern day world. For more information, head on over to centeredinthecity.org and claim your seven-day free trial. Notice how much better you will feel by having a consistent practice to support you staying centered. I'm so excited to have Megan DeBoer join us on the Center in the City podcast. Megan is the founder of Tended Wealth, a business that helps individuals heal their emotional and practical relationship to money. I worked with Megan for a few years and I can attest to the powerful work that she does with her clients. Really subtle, but really deep and really powerful and purposeful. Megan is a certified financial recovery counselor and her approach to working with clients is all around the context of their current financial circumstances as well as lived experiences, family of origin work, broader cultural impact, and beliefs around money. She is passionate about transforming the fundamental parts of our lives from shame and overwhelm to a sense of agency, clarity, and potential. You can learn more about Megan in the show notes. As you listen to our conversation today, I really welcome you to tune in to your felt sense about your relationship to money and just notice where you are on your own spectrum and the journey. Don't judge yourself, just gain that awareness. And from that place of awareness, you then can understand what ways you want to grow or deepen or expand your money and financial wellness. So settle in and enjoy. Megan, welcome to the Center in the City podcast. Mm, thank you so much, Wade. I'm just delighted to be here. Thank you for inviting me. This is so fun because the other ways that we've been able to connect in the past has been client coach, me being your client, mm-hmm. me being my money coach. And so this is so fun to get to talk to you about our relationship to money, You know how we stay centered with money, how we can work with money, how we can feel more empowered with money um, from a different angle today. And I'd love to begin by asking, what does it mean to you to be centered? Mm. I love starting there because um, it is such an important part of my own personal practice. And of course, my practice uh, in my work with clients and you know, being centered to me is so much about being in alignment, being resonant with your own 
truth and what is important to you. So it is really about kind of grounding and centering into who you are and into your own truth kind of underneath the static of um, of expectation and anxiety. It's really it's dropping down and lower into um, a different truth that we have with ourselves. And so that's um, that's the way I conceptually think about it. And then in practice, you know, it is for me, you know, literally grounding in my body and being centered in my body um, and noticing when I am starting to spin and really coming back into that grounded knowing in this moment how I am uh, how I am showing up in this present moment and coming back to my breath and the the groundedness that I find in the present moment so Mm. What does being grounded in your body feel like for you when you feel that centered quality? Mm. It just feels like I'm, I mean, in my body, it feels like I'm not holding myself up and sort of anxious and like, like working really hard to kind of, uh, you know, hold myself in that anxious, in that anxious, like expectant state. And Mm. it's just more relaxed and at ease and at peace in trust, really, I think trust is kind of the, the central uh, feeling that my body holds in that space. Mm. I, and I, you use the word static, and I think that's such a beautiful word to describe the noise, the kind of vibration that goes on in our daily lives. And to, I heard you sink below that, come back to your center, come back to your groundedness so that you're not getting caught up in that anxious, staticky swirl. Um, I love that description. How did you get involved in the journey of financial recovery? Mm. Well, it um, happened kind of, there was, when I look back, it's sort of a parallel path because it was sort of unconsciously, I was um really anxious myself around money although i don't know that i really named it that as that um but i you know out of circumstance in in my early 20s i was um a mother at what feels now like a very young age you know i was 25 Mm -hmm. and really didn't uh didn't have a career, didn't have my own bearings financially, and um, was a stay-at-home mother, and our resources were really, really limited. And so out of circumstance, I was just extraordinarily anxious um, about money. And my response to that was just being very tight-fisted and very uh, frugal and just extremely anxious. Um, And I actually, uh, you know, had been in bookkeeping um, before having children and always had a very high aptitude for taking care of money and other people's money. And my my mind, my logical mind really goes there. Um, and so I found my way uh, back into bookkeeping for small business owners. And in that process, I started witnessing people's 
emotional relationship with money. And I started seeing all of these patterns and all of these behaviors that I wanted to help resolve because I saw so much pain and anxiety and resistance and avoidance and denial. And I really wanted to explore that even deeper. And that's when I found um, the Financial Recovery Institute and I found this work that has now kind of really become my own in so many ways and um, is definitely more around financial wellness than financial recovery. But, uh, but that's kind of my journey. And then in my own process in training and becoming, um, you know, starting to do this work myself, I of course went through the process myself and started to identify and recognize my own relationship with money. And even though I was technically good with numbers and very frugal, I had a whole slew of beliefs around money and my relationship with money was certainly not peaceful and uh, was incredibly strained. And, uh, and at that point, my own personal journey with this work um, was about healing my own relationship with money and specifically my own relationship with earning money. I think mm. that's really um, where the crossover is now in my work is really uh, around earning and helping people resolve that uh, tension or that conflict. Mm-hmm. So, and I, yeah. I feel like everybody has money issues, relation, you know, we all have a relationship to money, whatever it is, positive, negative, neutral. Yes. Whether we're ignorant to it. And sometimes I think people can think, oh, you know, I have enough money. So I have a good relationship with money, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I'm not penny pinching. So it must be fine. Um, or, um, you know, you can come from this place of, um, ignorance of, you know, if I, don't know and about money, then everything's just going to be fine. Cause then I don't know what I don't know. And then I'm mm-hmm. safe, you know? And, <laughs> and so what, what do you feel like are some signs that tell people that they could maybe do some work around money mindset or financial recovery mm-hmm. or money wellness work? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think the clearest signs are, um, just witnessing and noticing your your tendency, your pattern when you relate to money in any way, when you engage with money in any way. So it can be um, noticing that you are uh, avoiding opening your bills or you have kind of a pit in your stomach anytime you log on to your bank account or you are, um, you know, it's, it's getting time for you to have a salary review at work and you are, you're not even thinking about having a conversation around, um, negotiating your, a raise. And it can be when you are out to dinner with friends and everyone wants to split the check and you are feeling extremely anxious because you only ordered a salad and sparkling water and everyone else was ordering appetizers and drinks and full entrees and you feel extremely anxious about um, what that means for you financially and you're resentful and angry so that 
those are all ways. Um, and then I would say it's also around just, um, you know, kind of fantasy thinking. So it can, it can also show up there when you're just riding along, um, assuming that things will work out and you're not conscious, you're not connected. You, you don't actually know where you stand. You just have this sort of, um, this kind of soft pillow belief, <laughs> things that will just work out. They always have, they always will, but you're, and that may be true, but you may be leaving a huge amount of possibility um, off the table. So when whenever we're in avoidance, whether that's, you know, a, a kind of a negative resistant avoidance or um, kind of a complacent avoidance, whenever we're in avoidance, we are missing out on a lot of opportunity. So, and that's just the nature of it because there's so much more that you could um, create and make possible if you engage. Mm -hmm. I remember coming to you when I just felt like I wasn't taught how to be financially literate. Mm -hmm. My mom wasn't great with money, even though we we grew up in a very abundant and what seemed to be financially secure situation, I was never taught how to budget or to spend or to Mm -hmm. think about money. It was kind of just like, don't run, don't use everything in your bank account, right? Like that was just the bottom line, that kind of. And so one of the reasons I came to you was to really get financially literate because I knew I could you know, hire an accountant, hire a bookkeeper to do all the work, but then I still wasn't learning and I still wasn't mm-hmm. being empowered by it. And it was so helpful to go through your process to, and I'm still learning, you know, but to go through your process and, and gain awareness, because I think what you're talking about, the avoidance, mm-hmm. like I was, I was avoiding learning and mm-hmm. that created more anxiety. And I realized right. that was so tied to my feelings of security. And if that basic need of security wasn't being met, it was so hard to grow my business or so hard to have a healthy relationship with my partner or because it was always at this root baseline Mm -hmm. for myself of Mm -hmm. instability. So it was hugely helpful in just finding a sense of groundedness within Mm -hmm. myself. And I Mm -hmm. never realized how much money could, tied to that sense of security and energetic grounding. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. It's so beautiful. And what an honor to have (laughs) supported you in that way. And you're absolutely right. You know, money is so foundational and it is tied um, consciously, I mean, literally and unconsciously to our sense of stability and security. And without that anchor point, and, and this is where you know, even if things are okay, there can still be that sense of avoidance um, about really looking at it and really being able to evaluate consciously, not just in um, a projection of how stable and secure you are financially. Once you have that, that, that real sense, like where you can really look at your money and you can really understand what it means, uh, not just a bank account balance, but really what it means and and what your goals are it just alleviates so much of that mental static that i was talking about before because you're not in that 
whether it's low grade or high grade state of anxiety about whether or not you're okay. And so it alleviates a tremendous amount of that, um, of that energy that we are always putting toward that question of whether or not we are safe. And that is at the, at a base level as humans, that's what we are asking really all the time, moment to moment. Am I safe? Am I safe? You know, it could be very, very unconscious and very, very low grade, but essentially that is the baseline question that we are all asking. And so when we can eliminate that, the question around money, and you know money is a concept in a lot of ways and it's not the only place that we feel safe and secure and it certainly doesn't resolve all of our um you know the reality of our of our actual safety but it is a big part of it and unconsciously it is a huge part of it so coming into that place of um of knowing and trusting and seeing and I would say, even if things are not rosy, even if things don't look great when you look at them, at least you know. And when you know you have agency about how you can shift and how you can change the situation. But if you are, if, if you can't see it and you don't know, then you're constantly um, in a reactive state. You're at the whim of anything happening and not, not having that anchor point to come back to. Mm -hmm. It's so true. And <clears throat> I remember, I think it was like for the first six months we worked together, it was really about just tracking spending, getting to know my spending habits and, and where my money's going and being to not just see what the final credit card bill is at the end of the month and where I spent my money, but really oh, I spent, you know, $50 on coffee this month or $500 on groceries and whatever it is to consciously know so that there's that sense of empowerment and awareness. And I think that is a huge piece coming back to this question of, of being centered around money. Like awareness is a huge piece in creating that sense of grounding that we can like orient to our surroundings, whether mm -hmm. it's physical surroundings or like our financial mm -hmm. surroundings mm -hmm. is, uh, was so helpful. And I think in, when I was in it, I didn't realize how helpful it was until mm -hmm. <laughs> now that I'm in the next stage of my financial mindset growth. But, yeah. um, just looking back, like, what do you recommend are some ways that people can begin this process of becoming more financially literate or more financial wellness? Mm-hmm. And I love, I love that you're, you're speaking to that because it's, it is the awareness. And, you know, I think about taking care of money and that part of your life as taking care of yourself. Mm -hmm. And sometimes self-care looks more boring than we are marketed <laughs> or the, so the concept is marketed, you know, and tracking your money is, I, I know that that is like, a lot of people recommend it. Of course, it is a practice of mine. And it is really to gain that sense of uh, awareness and kind of a tether point. What is my truth? And what I take my clients through is really being able to see what that 
truth is for them and um and then evaluating from there what is a number that they would rather have what actually works overall you know then you start evaluating and looking at it but i do want to step back because i think money is inherently a charged topic mm-hmm. so any time that you enter into or confront money, so whether that's opening up bills or opening up your online bank account or starting to track your money, any of those activities are inherently going to be, uh, whether it, you know, anywhere on, along the spectrum, but they are inherently kind of a charged, triggering, mm-hmm. <laughs> a potentially triggering experience. Um, depending on your past relationship with money. And and sometimes it can surprise us. It's like, I've always loved looking at my bank account, but now that I'm in this precarious financial situation, I actually am not, I'm noticing that I'm not looking at it at all. Mm -hmm. So it can change over the course of our lives. And it's important to just be present to what your truth is right now in this moment. And to me, part of um, part of the practice is actually developing a new way of relating to your money and that helps to strengthen your relationship with money and so when you're thinking about it through a lens of self-care my highest recommendation is actually to give yourself um, kind of a sensory antidote to the charged experience where you are confronting shame or fear or anxiety, you are actually giving yourself, you're, you're, you're padding your environment with a little um, something that is soothing. So thinking of a sensory, whether it's kind of a, a visual anchor point that you can kind of remember that you can go back to if things get overwhelming. So something in your environment. Um, having a soft blanket on your lap when you're doing it, listening to some really lovely music, mm. um, putting some aromatherapy out, something, some lighting kind a candle. of, exactly, lighting a candle, something that actually makes the experience feel really nourishing and nurturing and soothing because we know it's going to be confronting. Mm. So, mm-hmm. so it's just giving yourself a, a new experience with money that is softer and more loving. And that starts to rewire that connection um, that money doesn't have to be this shame filled experience or this anxiety inducing experience. It can actually hold a softness to it. And over time, that relationship strengthens and the activity itself becomes soothing potentially and grounding. You know, I I am always amazed. I'll have new clients come to me and they're like, oh, I've been in avoidance. I haven't done my homework. I haven't done my tracking. (laughs) And then we actually, sometimes we'll just spend the session doing it together. And at the end they're like, oh, I feel so much better. Oh, I can attest to that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and it's like, even just having another person to help hold the space for that overwhelm, um, and to get to the other side, it is actually like, it sounds so boring, but it is actually one of the most grounding centering, um, 
self-care inducing rituals that you can have for yourself. And it doesn't mean that you're spending an exorbitant amount of time on it. It's just that you're giving space in your day or in your week or in your month to this part of your life that is actually really fundamental. Mm -hmm. I think one of the things that working together instilled was having a weekly or biweekly or every other week money date with Mm -hmm. myself. And creating that experience that you're talking about. And and typically I like to have my money dates on Monday. I have like my cup of coffee or tea with me, you know, something warm and cozy. And I am now excited to do it. It's like, it's fun and Mm -hmm. it feels empowering. And it's like, oh yeah, I know I did that. And I know I can do that. And this is coming in and that's going out. Mm -hmm. Whereas before I just wouldn't want anything to move. Mm -hmm. I just oh, I want my savings to stay here. I want, you know, my checking to stay here. I want everything yes. to be even a balance and everything don't move, you know, but <laughs> that felt yeah. so constricting mm-hmm. and scary. Mm-hmm. And there's just this feeling of possibility with money that's there that wasn't there before. And I think some of it has to do with getting older, you know, m- making more money as you get older mm-hmm. and feeling more secure, but also of course the literacy and the awareness and the tools and and having strategies of how to pay bills and you know creating systems so that things don't get clogged up and then overwhelming is so empowering. Yes. Yes. I love that. And I just love that that it is one of those rituals for yourself that is something that you look forward to and that it it holds possibility rather than that contraction or that constriction that you felt before that was kind of fear-based and like it, as long as i just keep it this way it's everything's going to be okay you know it's mm-hmm. it's like that that fear clinging to um like a static reality <laughs> that that doesn't leave room for possibility and um, and being able to kind of evolve with your money and make new decisions and know know how to think about those decisions, whether it's around earning or around spending or around saving and investing, you know, you need a framework to be able to have the confidence to make those decisions and to um, role with what life presents. And that that's a skill that you never unlearn. And that's what I think is so beautiful and so empowering for people that I work with is that, you know, you work with me for a little bit of time and then that is your skill forevermore. You, you will never unlearn it. You may choose to not be as engaged at some point, but most of my clients do because they, they see the tremendous growth in their savings, in their earning, in their the life that they are creating from what they are choosing to intentionally spend. It's, um, yeah, you never unlearn it, which is just a beautiful thing. And one of the things I loved about working with you and learning was to connect with money through the somatic felt experience. And that's a a strategy, you know, I I work a lot with my clients through somatic experiencing for themselves. But when we talk about money, about like, oh, how does that make you feel? Or noticing, oh, the bill came in. Oh, does that create a Mm -hmm. knot in your stomach or butterflies or 
excitement or, you know, whatever that felt sensation mm-hmm. I think is so huge. And that's really helped me tap into more of this abundant feeling Mm. that money can flow in and money can flow out. I kind of visualize it like this infinity symbol Mm. and I'm not gripping Mm -hmm. to to it. And that's where scarcity isn't coming in. Yeah. Um, So the connecting to our felt sense around our relationship to money, I think is huge too. Yes. Oh my gosh. It is so huge. And I love, I love that, that you have that, um, like you were always able to drop right in to, to that question in the felt sense um, experience of it. And we can gain so much insight just listening to our bodies, if that's mm-hmm. available to you, to just reflect on noticing the sensations that arise in any moment, whether it's an exciting feeling, um, kind of an exhilaration feeling, or if it is a a knot in your stomach or butterflies in your stomach, you know, like what does it feel like? And that can actually be a really helpful guide um, or an opportunity to come in and reflect on, oh my gosh, I'm noticing I'm feeling really, um, really like I, I feel this pit in my stomach. Like I've had clients who, um, they were going to buy something and then they felt that pit in their stomach. And it was like, oh, that's my body's signal to even without looking at my budget, like it's my body's signal that this is actually out of alignment. This is actually tipping into a direction that doesn't feel right. So it can be a really helpful guide, not, you know, in, in, informing your relationship with money, but it can also be a guide in kind of um, moment by moment decisions and helping you really understand what is what is being communicated to you about um, your interactions with money. Mm. So, yeah. If somebody's feeling not centered, not grounded within their money, what would you recommend are like the first two or three steps to, Mm. to take? Mm. Well, beyond just giving yourself a moment to take some nice, deep and slow breaths or go on a walk first before, or a run before sitting down to actually look at your money. I would say the first step is really just making that connection point. So if it's, um, opening up your online bank account and just neutrally looking at the bank account balance and just seeing if you can kind of breathe through and get to neutral, you know, if you're feeling like you're way up there. Yes, (laughs) Yes, it is such a key. And, and that, you know, you may need to hang out there for a while. You know, if you notice your, your heart is racing, you, you avoid it, you know, just getting to a place where you can open it up and just take some deep breaths and then close it again. You know, that is a huge point of success in my book. And then kind of moving forward from there, um, starting to 
you know, it, it can be as fancy as downloading software and starting to use tracking software. It can be as simple as just having a notebook where you are writing down um, what you spend every day. And that can be a really nice way to just kind of neutrally begin stepping into that realm and then making it more sophisticated. I would say just making it more sophisticated as time goes on and as your capacity and your tolerance for more expands and that just happens. It's like, could I just go to the edge just a little bit more? Like, okay, I'm now at neutral with my bank account balance. Now I am going to um, total up what I spent yesterday, you know, or total up what I spent in the last week, you know, that can be really helpful information and really grounding, um, information. Mm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. And, and practicing the neutral, right. Paying attention to our thoughts of yes. judgment or fear that yes. creep up and just notice them. Yes. Try not to attach to them. Yes. Come yes. back to the breath come back to trying to cultivate this relaxed, centered experience that you were mentioning. Yes. And one kind of mantra that I think can be really helpful is just um, speaking, even if you need to speak it out loud, but certainly in your mind, you know, validating what you are feeling. So I am feeling I am feeling overwhelmed. I am feeling anxious. And at the same time, I am sitting here looking at my bank balance. You know, you can hold both of those truths at the same time. You can acknowledge that you are committed to to looking at your money, um, even while you're anxious. And sometimes just acknowledging that, validating that truth is an important part of the process and uh and and equally acknowledging your commitment or your engagement with whatever it is you're doing so it could be i mean i've been using these um sort of uh like stepping into the realm of money like opening up your bank balance but if you are feeling like if if that's not the hang up it's like consolidating your retirement funds or, you know, like it can be further down the line. It's like wherever you are at the edge of your uh, sort of the next scary task with money, that's what I'm talking about. So I'm using the example of opening up your bank account, you know, online bank account, but it can be more sophisticated, quote like unquote, with that. Exactly. Or investing, whatever that other step Exactly. Is. Whatever mm-hmm. that next step is you, you want to use the same principles. Like this is very scary, but I'm doing it anyway, you know, like holding that truth with you all the time, validating the fear and doing it anyway. Um, Mm -hmm. and acknowledging yourself for doing it anyway, and then relying on whatever skills, um, for centering and breathing and, uh, creating that that antidote to the, to the fear, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, before, mm-hmm. during, and after is, mm-hmm. is so crucial. I love that. And to talk about the, um, software, you need a budget, which you got me hooked on YNAB, mm-hmm. which I really enjoy. I know people use mint out there. I'm sure there are a lot others 
some mm-hmm. people just use Excel docs or Google yeah. sheets or something simple yeah. or hardwired. And I also love that practice of the internal practice of acknowledging the fear being really kind and gentle. And that works in opposition to the avoidance, right? Yes. The avoidance of, or, or feeling like we shouldn't be fearful right now or shouldn't have this relationship. It allows us to fully embrace our whole selves and bring our whole selves to the moment. Yes, exactly. 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 Megan, I love this. And keep talking about being more empowered and, and, and growing and, and mindset around money. Where can people learn more about you and learn how to work with you or check out the resources that you share. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I know we could, I'm sure continue the conversation. (laughs) It's so much fun to, so much fun to talk about. Um, so people can find me. I'm, I'm really only on Instagram, um, in the social media world. Uh, it's at tended wealth is my um, Instagram name. And then, you can go to my website, tendedwealth.com and um, sign up for my email list, which definitely will not overwhelm your inbox. (laughs) I don't send a ton of emails, but I try to make them very uh, relevant and and valuable. And then, um, yeah, I have links to resources on my website and um, some courses that are uh, available in addition my, my one-on-one work is actually very, very limited at the moment. I have wait, a wait list, and, but there are courses and lots of other ways to engage. So, yeah. Amazing. Well, thank you, Megan, so much for being here and sharing your wisdom and light with us. Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you, Wade. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Center and City Podcast. Let's continue the conversation about money. Let's normalize our relationship to money, whether whatever our relationship is, and let's support each other staying more centered, being empowered around money by joining the conversation on Instagram. You can find me at one Wade and you can find Megan at Tended Wealth. Both Instagram handles are in the show notes. And until next time, stay centered.